Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you are joining us. This is the Tulsa World Scene Podcast. I'm here with my colleague Jimmy Trammell as each week we talk about all of the big things going on in the world of arts and entertainment. Uh, and the, the biggest thing this, this particular week, uh, something that's uh, going to ultimately go up in, in, in Broken Arrow that I believe you uh, broke the news about, Jimmy. Yeah, Tuesday night, Broken Arrow City Council gave approval to execute an agreement that would bring a 12,500-seat amphitheater to Broken Arrow near the Creek Turnpike. Uh, it's a company, Notes Live, that specializes in these outdoor amphitheaters. They, uh, uh, they're building a big one in Colorado Springs. They're going to Oklahoma City. They're going to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Georgia, and the plan is to basically have a connect the dots routing that sends, you know, acts capable of playing these size venues, 12,500, all across that path, which would be great for Tulsa, I would think. Sort of, sort of like um, uh, they used to do with the, uh, the dinner theaters uh, when that was a big craze in the, in the late 60s and 70s. Uh, there was a uh, a path from Houston to uh, I think it was Minneapolis, and Tulsa had the Gaslight Dinner Theater, and that was on that uh, that was on that on that tour, and they would take these shows mm -hmm. and they'd play them in all these different places. So, uh, well, uh, now uh, it's what, how does this compare in size to say the BOK Center? I know that. For a place like the PAC, that's like twelve thousand. That's ten thousand more seats than the the big theater in the PAC. Uh, how how many do, can the BOK Center seat? Going off the top of my head, I think BOK seats maybe eighteen. Uh, somebody okay. will correct me if I'm wrong, but BOK is significantly bigger than the amphitheater in Broken Arrow is going to be. But it really fills a void in that uh, this company looks for. A, growing populations, and B, areas that have a uh, uh, dearth of, of venues. And you think about the stadium at TU just hosted a concert. It was the first one in 30 years. And the ballpark, the Jewelers ballpark, has hosted one concert ever. So there's, there's really a void in this marketplace for an outdoor venue. Um, well, the, the 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 drillers. I remember you talking about that was the Jack White concert. It was a Jack drillers. White show at One Oak Field. They did well now. Them back in now the they day. have they yeah. have they have they have presented Tulsa Symphony and Tulsa Opera, but those okay probably didn't quite they didn't quite fill it up because that was during COVID and everybody had to spread out. But um, well. And, and, and you know, and Tulsa hasn't had a, 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 an outdoor venue since uh, the old uh, River Parks Amphitheater. River Parks Amphitheater, yeah. You know, but and that, we're calling it Tulsa, but really, it's Tulsa Broken Arrow. It's all the same market as far as sure. Notes Live is concerned. And they did pick three spots. They thought they might go in this area. Tulsa being one of them, supposedly West Bank of the Arkansas River being one of them, but ultimately they liked what they had in Broken Arrow. Did, did they say anything about you mentioned uh acts that would that could that could fill this particular amphitheater? Did they give you some examples of 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 who they might 
you know, uh, the sort of acts that they that they would be bringing. I should say that the uh, the PR person I dealt with on this project was A plus plus plus. I mean, just the best. Uh, and he hooked me up with the owner of the company immediately. And I had the owner on for about 10 minutes. And I asked him that exact question you're asking me. And he said, uh, for the best answer to that question, go to the Red Rocks Amphitheater website in Colorado, an established amphitheater, kind of see who's playing there. And then you'll have an idea of the kind of acts that'll be coming through Broken Arrow. And he says, uh, he promises the vast majority of acts that'll come through are acts that you hear their song on the radio and you know who it is. But, but are, 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 are you, I, I know that you've uh, had to deal with things like uh, Rocklahoma and the like. Are you, are you a fan of the outdoor concert? Not having been to many, I, I don't have a frame of reference. I did go to the show at TU Stadium, the Alice Cooper Motley Crue Def Leppard show, and it seemed like everyone had a great time. Some people had maybe had too good of a time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so too, maybe too much self-medication going on. <laughs> um, but one interesting thing about these amphitheaters, this company, they're all about the fire pit. Every amphitheater they build has fire pit suites where, you know, on a chilly night, spring or summer, fire up the old fire pit and it adds to the ambiance. They're big on ambiance and experience. The You can get a hot dog at this new venue in Broken Arrow, or you can get steak and lobster deliver, delivered to your fire pit suite. And and if you have the fire pit, you could probably, you know, cook said steak and, and lobster. Yeah, fire up the uh, hot dog. Fire. Get you a stick and pick <laughs> exactly. them on the fire pit. Yeah, it's a little it's a little underdone. Let's put it on the fire pit. Okay. <laughs> well, um well that that will that will definitely uh and and do we do we have a a potential start date? I know that construction is uh a, a moving target for anything. Um but uh ideally they would be open 2025 in the touring season. But, you know, with construction, ideally, you know, sometimes isn't ideal and you have weather delays or whatever else. So I would say probably just in 2025 uh, sometime. And then once they're up and running, they hope to have a minimum of 45 concert events per year. OK. Well, that's 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 an that's that's an ambitious uh, yes, schedule sir. to start with. I mean, well, I mean, BOK probably trumps that also as the number of events that they have through the year but um and i know that pac is something's going on just about every week so it's a happening place around here well um uh you've got an, an, another big story coming up this is about a, a a unique anniversary of a um uh, maybe lesser known shot in tulsa film yeah uh the the diehard tulsans know that they shot three consecutive S.C. Hinton film adaptations in Tulsa, the first being Tex, uh, the next two being The Outsiders and Rumblefish, just bam, 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 all, all in a row. The last two were Francis Ford Coppola, who shot those uh, really almost back-to-back -back with the same crew and only a two-week break in between those movies. Uh, the Rumblefish was released 40 years ago this month, and... The Outsiders House Museum is presenting a 
40th anniversary Rumblefish, Rumblefish exhibition this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Don't go to the Outsiders House to see this. Uh, if you want to go to the Outsiders House just to see the Outsiders House, go. But the exhibition, the exhibit, is not there. It's at a different location. You can read the story in the Tulsa World, TulsaWorld.com on Friday to see the location. But uh, it'll be devoted to all uh, Rumblefish stuff, including, including James. This is big. I know you want to ride this. Uh, <laughs> the motorcycle ridden by Mickey Rourke's character, Motorcycle Boy in Rumblefish, was apparently found in a in storage in Jinx, where it's been for 40 years, and it's been acquired by the Outsiders House Museum, and it is now part of the Rumblefish collection. Rumblefish was was uh, was a very different movie from The Outsiders. If I remember correctly, at the time, Francis Ford Coppola said he wanted to make an art film for teenagers. Um, it was shot in black and white, um, it, and, and it's been years since I've seen it. But uh, the only thing in color were the fish. Yes, in a tank, if yep. I remember correctly. And, Siamese uh, fighting fish, yes. Siamese yeah. fighting fish, and that was, uh, and it's also uh, one of uh, S. E. Hinton's darker books. I mean, it's not a uh, it, all all of her books, you know, deal with um, uh, pretty heavy topics, of course. But I think this one was, was I mean, j just the the style of it and the the narrator character was a. Uh, lack of a better word, uh, someone not used to articulating his feelings. So it's a very stripped down uh, book. It's one of her shortest. Um, uh, do you have Do you have many memories of, of of the movie other than other than the Siamese fighting fish? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. And as part of the Friday story, I have we'll have thirty things to know about. Uh, Rumblefish with uh, a bunch of cast notes and, uh, uh, you know, basically trivia in 30 things to know form. But uh, it was, I don't want to speak for Essie Hinton, but I think she was pleased uh, with the film. Uh, I think it's a film that initially some people didn't know quite what to think of it, but I think it's grown in stature and the respect has grown over time that, uh, it was, as you said, a very different film from uh, The Outsider. It was very artsy. But um, look at the cast. Oh, my God. You've got uh, some holdovers from The Outsiders, meaning uh, Diane Lane, Matt Dillon, uh, uh, Glenn Withrow, Tom Waits, uh, Sophia Coppola as Domino, as she was billed back then. But you've also got uh, Dennis Hopper, Lawrence Fishburne, Nicolas Cage, uh, Diana Scarwood had already been nominated for an Academy Award at that point. Uh, so really some Mickey Rourke, as we said. So pretty amazing that all these people were in Tulsa. Uh, you know, first you've got that fantastic cast from The Outsiders. Then you follow it up with all these people in Rumblefish. And this might be a, 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 a trivia point you have, but for some reason, well, I, I have a feeling... I remember that this was either Nicolas Cage's very first film role or one of his firsts. One of his first. Yeah. He'd one had a bit a bit role in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, okay. And he was also well, in Valley Girl, which I don't know about. Right. 
when it was filmed, but it was released before Rumblefish. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what else we've got coming up for this uh, weekend. We are uh, going to uh, have a review coming up next week of one of Tulsa's newest restaurants. It is called Soma. Uh, not to be confused, as I found out doing some research, with uh, the lingerie shop of the same name in Woodland Hills Mall. Uh, this is a uh, restaurant on top of uh, the Brute Hotel, which is at 18th and Boulder, um, has been apartment buildings, was refurbished uh, by Sharp Development, and they built the restaurant. Uh, the, the building itself is eight stories. The restaurant is the ninth floor. They built the restaurant in a parking lot down the street and then craned it and installed it. Uh, you can't tell that when you're up there, uh, but you do get uh, some... Uh, very incredible, beautiful views of uh, the Tulsa area uh, from 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 the windows. There's a, a good vantage point just about anywhere you sit. Uh, the menu is compact but very very interesting. Uh, some some intriguing little twists on familiar things. A lot of uh, vegetable forward. Uh, choices it's uh it's, it's going to be worth checking out so let's see i that's i think that'll get us started about what's coming up it's going to be a busy month this october with the uh, festivals and the like so we will do our best to keep you informed of all of that in the tulsa world as jimmy said at find newsstands everywhere and at tulsaworld.com once again thank you for taking the time to be with us and we will see you again soon behave <laughs>